Hello, podcast community. This is Three Questions Podcast. My name is Cam. The three questions we're going to be going over today on episode number 30, that is three zero. Question number one, what is your favorite client memory and why? Question number two, where do you see the most need in the business world? In other words, what, what do businesses fail at or underperform at the most? Okay, question number three, what is one non-business book, exercise, practice, podcast, blog that you would recommend all business people read or listen to, etc.? I'm going to get into those right after the break. Here's the intro. Okay, cool. Sweet intro. This podcast is brought to you by Ads Sciences. That is adssciences.com. My friend Howie runs the best social media campaigns this side of planet Earth that you've seen, whether you have a product, a service, a business, brick or mortar, or just a website, and you want to get the right people to the right products that you are putting forth, you got to go talk to my guy, Howie. Ad Sciences is sponsoring this podcast up until episode 50. After that, I am open to sponsors as well. If you want to learn more about advertising on this podcast, I can share the listens and the stats with you. And you can reach out to me directly, info at cckcollective.co. But go check out Howie, adsciences.com. Howie Hecht, he's the principal of that. And he'll do a free audit for you and tell you what he knows about how to get into these micro audiences that you are so craving to get into and to sell to. So question number one, okay, I am going to hop right into it. Question number one, episode 30, what is your favorite client memory and why? Um, Back in Boston, when I was working at a company called Infantry, that is I-N-P-H-A-N-T-R-Y, Infantry, uh, we were having a meeting with another advertising, a branding agency called Toth & Co, T-O-T-H & Co, and they had a a high-end boutique client. I think it was Marvin Windows and Doors that they were redoing their brand for. And they were looking to sort of develop an experience showroom. And Infantry was a digital experience studio, which means that we would take experiential contraptions, we would design them, we would build different apps, and we would build different integrations to sort of bring an experience to the 3D from a technology perspective. And we were in the meeting and the the CMO, the chief marketing guy of uh, Marvin windows and doors was like, Hey, we build one sandbox and then our clients or, or excuse me, then our competitors build another sandbox. We build this sandbox. Our competitors replicate, replicate that a couple months later. And he was going on and on and just droning about their problems. But he kept saying the word sandbox sandbox. And I was relatively new at infantry at the time I was a new business director and it, it really wasn't my place to be talking at this sort of intro meeting. Like we were going to eventually hopefully get them to our office. And I, for some reason, something came over me and I said to the guy, well, we're not going to build you a sandbox. We're going to build you a sandcastle. And he was like, the CMO looked directly at me and he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, sir, I don't know exactly what I mean, but we don't build sandboxes. And he was blown away at that. And my boss, Kevin, looked at me like, I can't believe you're talking right now. And I just remember like that was a very defining, that was a very defining moment for me because Marvin Windows and Doors became one of our legacy clients at Infantry. And we had them on retainer and we did so many cool projects for them that it was uh I, I just remember that as being my favorite moment personally. Like that was a big step for me. Like I 
felt like I graduated into this new business director role and was able to like kind of artfully cut through some bullshit that I was hearing. So not to, not to toot my own horn because I was still very green back then, had no idea what I was saying and definitely didn't have the leeway to just start spitballing with a, a CMO of a big brand. And so I had a lot of good times at Inventory. I'll say that going out to dinner, doing projects, going to Atlanta. I was working on a VR truck in Oklahoma City for a Dell thing one time. Um, but I'd say another favorite memory of mine was going to South by Southwest, seeing Anthony Bourdain speak, and then getting a German Shepherd puppy uh, from someone random that I met from a farm for $400. And Sadie, if you know me personally, or you're one of my clients, Sadie is my seven-year-old German Shepherd. And she's that was my favorite. That's actually my favorite uh, byproduct of work. Um, not so much client memory, but that was my favorite thing that came out of out of me working in advertising for sure. But meetings like that, high profile meetings, I've sat down to dinners with Louis Vuitton. I've pitched a lot of big tier one type clients, but um, really when you're able to have a, an honest discussion with any sort of client at any sort of company, or you feel like you're you stop having imposter syndrome, I guess, is probably another underlying theme. But those are always my favorite moments where you're like, holy shit, I can do this. Holy shit, I know what I'm talking about. Holy shit, I'm actually proficient and not suffering from imposter syndrome, which so many of us do on a daily basis, no matter what it is that we do. So I'll say that. I'll leave you with that. I'll end question number one there at four minutes. Uh, question number two, not sure who submitted this. These are all anonymous, but question number two is where do you see the most need in the business world? In other words, what do businesses fail at or underperform at the most? And I'll I'll say this, businesses are so up their ass about their own product or their service that they stop worrying or concerning themselves about the customer, right? When businesses start to push their products, their services on other people without really, really listening and understanding their market audience and actually getting on the ground level with their consumers. This is where I believe businesses fail the most. And the only word that comes to mind is empathy. When businesses stop having full empathy and just start pushing products and services and whatever else, I don't know, they they fail. I lose respect for companies that do that. Okay, JetBlue, I, I recently had a poor experience with JetBlue. I had a poor experience online and then I had a poor experience on the phone. And then I was like, I'm not going to book JetBlue for as long as I possibly can, maybe forever. Okay. And it takes, all it takes is one time for one customer. Think about how much shit Comcast went through a couple of years ago. If you're from New England, you know, Comcast is a big TV and internet provider up there for years. They had horrible customer service and it took them probably another five or 10 years to really dig out of that. And still people are like, ah, screw Comcast. And there's all these other providers up there now, but Comcast went through a hell of a time because they stopped having empathy. Their customer service was rude. They didn't need your money. They already had everybody as a client. And it was like, they stopped being hungry and stopped doing the work that they were doing for the people, right? I, I truly believe majority of businesses are in it to make people's lives better or to make something in their lives easier. And when you as a business or you as a company or you as an entrepreneur stop caring about the customer, the client, whoever, and you become uh, not empathetic, right? The opposite of empathetic is apathetic, where you just don't care anymore because you already have the money or you already have the cloud or you already have a, a business monopoly or, or a market monopoly. 
when you stop just listening to them, trying to solve their problems and you, you just kind of force just products on them or seem like you don't care, man, people are getting more turned on to that and that will eat businesses alive. And I see businesses fill at that constantly. I see entrepreneurs fill at that constantly. I myself have filled, you know, colleagues and teammates because of a, a lack of empathy in given situations in my past. And those are, those have been really good learning points for me. And I think that's something that everybody can kind of take away from this is that you as a business, you as whatever cog and whatever machine, you have got to have empathy and put yourself at the ground level or put yourself in the customer's shoes and say, hey, what does this person need here? What are they asking? How can I go the extra mile to help them? When you do that, you turn a client, a customer into an advocate for life. You turn them into another marketing representative for you down the road. That is another, uh, whatever, that's another aspect that you can always, always continue to leverage. So go the extra mile for your customers and your clients. I cannot say this enough. And I see too many businesses fail at it. And like I said, companies like Comcast, now JetBlue is kind of on my shit list. Um, Shit, I don't know. I'm thinking about a ton of different companies that have sort of failed me in the past. Reebok was another one. I had a poor experience with them at one point. And that's when I started going to, to Nike for more stuff. But again, when you have a positive experience with somebody with a company, it turns you into an advocate, right? Think about going to your local credit union versus going to a, a big bank like Bank of America. Where are you probably going to get better service? Okay. I'll leave that up to you. Never, ever sweat the details. Don't overlook someone and try to go the extra mile when and where you can. It will pay dividends. I promise you that. Okay. Uh, question number three, I'll hop right to it. Question number three, what is one non-business book, exercise, practice, podcast, blog, et cetera, you wish all business people read, listened to, or did? Oh, loaded question. I recently saw an Instagram post that said, if everybody in the world could squat twice their body weight, there would be no more problems. And that really resonated with me. And that's that's the first thing that came to my mind. I think that if everybody truly exercised in and took care of themselves first, right? Not that you need to read everything, not that you need to meditate, not that you need to absorb more content because we're already overwhelmed with the amount of stuff that's out there as it is. But holy cow, if people just took care of themselves physically, mentally, and emotionally first before trying to take care of everybody else, the world would be a better place, right? If people woke up and they got their exercise done and then they did some self-care routine, whether that is meditating, whether it's breath work, whether it's taking a cold shower, whether it's doing a cold plunge, whether it's journaling, right? Or whether it's just hugging their kids or, or whatever, right? If people had a routine of just exercise, self-care, and man, just just some sort of routine where they took care of themselves first, I truly believe the world would be a better place. Because so many of us are operating from an empty cup as it is, whether we're physically tired or we're not training our bodies the right way to, you know, in terms of evolution, or we're not eating the right foods, or we're eating crap and processed foods, which actually make us worse, right? And they make us feel worse. And then they make us crave things like dopamine and and these, these really shitty hits of like alcohol and the amount of like porn and nudity that's in society today. It's kind of disrupting our brains and our evolutionary pattern. And I wish more people would just take time, take one hour, take 30 minutes to yourself in the morning, that 30 minute, no phone, right? 
go exercise, listen, listen to music if you want, but like, don't touch your phone and just let your body and your mind process who you are, where you are, how you are in that day and prepare yourself before the world can hit you with notifications, prepare yourself before the world can hit you with traffic, with a shitty commute, with a detour, with a bad boss, prepare yourself and take time for yourself, right? To better yourself. And I always say this to my clients. So you're going to hear it again. You're going to hear me say this over and over and over again, but I truly believe there are six pillars. And if people just took their time to take care of themselves physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, academically, and financially, you really wouldn't have any more problems, would you? Okay. And I would encourage you to take all six of those things and write down a number one to 10, one being the lowest, 10 being the highest and mark those right. Physically, mentally, emotionally, academically, financially, and spiritually. Total points, 60. Mark those 1 to 10, 10 being the highest. I want you to grade yourself on where you are, right? I often do this and I'll get between 30s and 40s. Sometimes it'll dip below to mid-20s. And I'll say, okay, how do I get into the 30s? How do I get into the 40s, right? How do I get into the 50s here? Because I'm I, there's room for improvement here. And what which one of these six pillars am I lacking on? Which one am I not paying enough attention to? Which one do I need to curate more? What do I need to read more about? Okay. Is it a finance book? Is it a book about spirituality? Is it a, a, a book that's just going to, whatever, expand my academic thinking? Whatever these six areas are, I think if we just collectively looked at those and said, okay, business world, personal world, professional world, these six things impact me here and how, okay? And then focus on the micro habits or the things that you're doing or the vices and try to just get rid of those one at a time. People try to do too many things, especially in one day, okay? Do a couple of things very well. Understand that you need time to recharge. Understand that you need time yourself, especially first thing in the morning, because I see way too many people wake up, look at their phone, and then they're instantly reactive the whole entire rest of the day. They're not present. They're not focused. So take time to yourself. That's what I think most people need in the business world. And I would love to see more of that. I don't know how to start that trend other than by talking about it and addressing it, but that's where I feel most people fail themselves, their businesses, their partners, their families, whatever. Okay. Make time for yourself. Focus on those six pillars. That's really all I have. And that's the end of episode number 30. I can't believe I'm 30 episodes deep. I appreciate all you guys who are submitting new questions. Again, I'm putting this up on YouTube. This is also going on Spotify and Buzzsprout. I think Google, Google and Apple podcasts as well. But you can always submit more questions. You can just email three questions podcast at gmail.com or go to ckcollective.co, find the podcast tab, submit your questions there. If you want to be a guest, I would love to have you on. Okay, just give me a give me a shout. You know how to reach out to me. And again, I appreciate you guys for listening. Go check out Howie at adsciences.com, sponsor of this podcast. And I just launched an e-store. Go check out that e-store. It's called Artemea. And there are a lot of really cool things that I'm making on there. So if you want to support this, support it by buying a product that's on there. A bunch of cool wall art, things that I'm making, things that I'm drawing, etc. So um, that's all I got for this podcast. I'll see you in episode 31. Thanks for listening. My name's Cam. Peace.